Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Kenzie from the I Love You So Much podcast. On my show, we talk about everything, lifestyle, business, finance, beauty, you name it. My favorite part about the show is the amazing guests that we bring on. We have everyone ranging from like business experts to influencers, CEOs, creative masterminds. It's so much fun. If you guys want to find me on Instagram, it is just at Kenzie Elizabeth. I release new episodes every Thursday, so hope to see you there. friends and welcome to the papaya podcast i'm your hostess trying her mostest sarah nicole and each week i'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that so get ready to get inspired get candid get real because we are all in this digital space together Today's guest is one like none other before. She is a renowned psychologist, author, and Holocaust survivor. Dr. Edith Eager in 2017 became a best-selling author of the book called The Choice, Embrace the Possible. Now back with another book called The Gift, 12 Lessons to Save Your Life that speaks meaningfully to what so many people are feeling and grappling this year, and it emphasizes the power of enduring hope, even when the mile mark seems to endlessly push away. At 16, Edith's world was tragically changed as Nazi soldiers raided their home, and upon arrival at death camp, her parents were immediately sent to the gas chamber, and she never saw them again. She endured awful conditions while at camp until May 4th of 1945 when liberation came and they were rescued by American troops. Edith went on to get married, raise three children, and earn her college degree, her master's, and became a world-renowned psychologist. She speaks on trauma, hope, resilience, self-talk, mindset, self-parenting, and not being the victim. This interview today was honestly such an honor and such a delight. She was just truly incredible. And I want to share with you one of her quotes that I found before the interview, because it really just meant a lot to me. Time doesn't heal. It's what you do with the time. Healing is possible when we choose to take responsibility, when we choose to take risks, and finally, when we choose to release the wound to let go of the past or the grief. Now let's enjoy the show. Okay, well, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. We talk about all different things on this podcast, and I don't know that we've ever had a story as amazing as yours in terms of the way that you've been able to really alchemize something in your life to help 
an entire world and younger generations to learn from, you know, what is your story. So without kind of telling your story, why don't you take a second and share a little bit about yourself? I am a human being who was born in 1927, and uh, that makes me 93. And I'm hoping that I was saved from uh, hell to guide others to their own freedom, to get rid of the concentration camp that is in their own mind. And the key is in your pocket. So I like to call myself a guide, and especially to young people, because they are the future. They are the ambassadors for peace and goodwill. And uh, I'm just so grateful every morning that not only I survive, but I'm also able to guide others to their own freedom freedom from the concentration camp that's in their own mind. And the key is in your pocket. And you have such a heart for young people because is that uh, coming from a lot of your own experience being a young person that went through, kind of explain, you were 16 when everything happened. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. I, I know that many of you maybe come with me back when you were 16 and you were lying in bed and you're wondering about your life, how you're going to become emotionally and financially independent before you marry. And also find someone who's your equal rather than someone who is a kind of an artsy crusty, and then you end up supporting the person. And so I hope to come in not a smart woman, but a wise woman and guide you to find the wise person in you, that you become a good parent to yourself and also practice self-love, which is self-care. It's not narcissistic. I love that you said that. I think a lot of times when we hear and we learn about self-love, it kind of feels like that, especially for mothers or anybody who's gaining independence for the first time, who kind of second guesses themselves. And you're somebody, this is what kind of blows my mind, is you're somebody who actually survived, like you said, hell, you survived the Holocaust. So when you talk about concentration camps, you're taking a, a real life comparative of something truly horrific but you don't minimize the everyday experiences that, you know, 16-year-olds have today, that 30-year-olds have today, the 40, 50, all the way up into, you know, the olden years where you have really been able to take your story and use it to transform people's lives. At what point did you realize that that was part of your story, that that's what you were going to perhaps do with what everything that happened in your own life? You know, I really hope to guide young people to become good parents to themselves and not allow anybody to get to you, not allow anybody to make you angry. Because when you're angry, you give your power away to someone. So I like the idea of becoming a whole person. Um, and then Auschwitz to me, was an opportunity for an opportunity to discover that life comes from inside out, that I had a choice to learn 
that the prisoners were actually them, not me. So many of us have had things go on in our lives and it can be really easy to feel victim to life. You know, right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. People have, you know, felt fallen victim to, you know, their mental health. We've had, we've seen so much business go under. We've seen some really, you know, sad things happen over the last little while. And that feeling of being a victim, whether it's a relationship circumstance, whether it's job circumstance, whether it's health, whatever, how did you, how do you kind of recommend that people take, they, they don't fall victim, you know, to their own stories? How do we own that? You know, when you go to the 12-step program, they pray, God give us the ability to accept what we cannot change, namely other people, and change what you can change, namely yourself, and the wisdom to know the difference. So this is an opportunity for people to learn how to respond rather than react. Because when you react, you don't think. And what you can do is pay attention to your own thinking because your thinking creates your feelings. And what you think, you create. So think about your thinking and pay attention what you're paying attention to because any behavior you pay attention to, you reinforce that behavior. So you don't use your words like always, never, you know, uh, it's never going to end and, and we're just victims. No, 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 I'm not a victim. It's not my identity. I was victimized. That was, that was done to me. I think victims have a certain personality. Victims are usually pretty rigid. And they use words like always, never, you know, I'm never going to find a good man and always. And of course, you may come through what you fear. And then you can say, oh, I knew it all along. Let's take a quick pause for one of today's sponsors, Beluga Baby. Studies have shown that babies worn regularly cry over 40% less. Now, if you follow me on Instagram and see my stories, you know my daughter is, she's a crying baby. You know what they all are. And she might be a little bit higher needs because she likes to cry a lot. So baby wearing has become an essential part to my own journey through motherhood for the fourth time. And at belugababy.com, they have so many amazing different designs. I personally just grabbed the leopard print one because I absolutely need that in my wardrobe. But what is a beluga wrap? Well, it's a super soft bamboo fabric that wraps around you and your baby, allowing you to carry them next to your heart, which comforts them while giving you your hands back for hands-free baby holding. And the story behind Beluga Baby is a really cool one. It was created by Haley, who had her own newborn. She was literally a mom doing something for moms and dads. She loved the idea of baby wearing, but couldn't find her fit. Some were too thick and she overheated. Some only stretched in one direction, so she felt confined. So she ended up curating her own fabric, a special blend of mostly bamboo fibers with a touch of cotton for support and a little bit of spandex for the addition of four-way stretch, which trust me, once you get into baby wearing, you will 100% realize why that is so important. It was love at first wear for Haley and her new baby, and now she's got over 2,000 five-star customer reviews. 
If you're expecting or know somebody who is and or have a new baby, baby wearing is a powerful tool. And like I said, studies have shown that babies worn regularly cry over 40% less. It can also help regulate baby's body temperature. It helps mom's hormones even out, providing extra oxytocin as baby is next to your skin. For this reason, baby wearing has been known to reduce symptoms and severity of PPD and PBA, which is postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. It increases the success of breastfeeding if you can and choose to do so, and it also gives you your hands back. Let's get an amen for cuddling your baby and being able to make toast or text your friends or like I'm doing, working. Beluga Baby injects a little bit of rock and roll into the new parenting life. Check out their gorgeous line of stretchy baby wrap carriers, including Leopard, like I said, and Tie-Dye, which I already own. Who says that parenting can't be cool? This husband and wife team and their small business has love at the heart of it, and it comes across in everything they create, design, and put out into the world. You'll truly be supporting a small business and a family by shopping at belugababy.com. So right now, we've got a code for you. Woo! Go to belugababy.com and you can use code PAPAYA for 15% off your order. That's B-E-L-U-G-A-B-A-B-Y.com and use code PAPAYA for 15% off. Once again, that's belugababy.com. Now let's get back to the show. It does kind of become finite when you say something like that, where it's never going to happen. It's always going to be that way. And you talk a little bit in your own story about how you had a friend in Oshawa who really decided that, you know, everything was going to be done on Christmas Day. Tell us what happened. Yes, and you know her. She was a beautiful nationalist from Yugoslavia. And she said, we're going to be liberated by Christmas. And Christmas came. And we were not liberated, and she died. So I gather from that that victims will always find victimizers. You see, you cannot be a victim unless you have a victimizer. And they look at life in two ways. The victims are weak, and victimizers are strong. So that's why part of the psyche will identify with the aggressor. We call that the, the Stockholm Syndrome. Remember Earth's daughter who joined the Symbionese Liberation Army? That, that's that's when, when you identify with the aggressors. And very easily, children who have been victimized can easily become victims and, uh, and victimizers and that can go in the family legacy. But I think this is time out for an opportunity to us to see what we're going to take from generation to generation and what we're going to stop and regroup and re-decide. Because I had a woman who was about to marry her fifth alcoholic husband And she told me that her love is going to make him want to stop drinking. Faulty expectations, correct? So it's very important to think about your thinking and pay attention what you're paying attention to. Because when we were liberated, people would go through the gate and come back and sit down because, because we didn't know what freedom meant and where we're going from now. 
right? How do you get out of that? How do you how do you leave that that victim mentality as a part of your past? But I think when we talk about victimization and and really being the victim, a lot of times that feels like we're not allowing ourselves to kind of go through the pain. And that's not what you're saying. You talk about covering garlic with chocolate. Exactly. And this kind of talks about kind of going in through the pain. So could you, I don't want to explain your analogy because you say it so, so well, but explain this. Don't cover garlic with chocolate. Anger is not a dirty word. Anger has to do with expecting more and getting less. In a way, everything has to do with our expectations. So that's why it's very important to think about your thinking. When I was in London, they had a radio program only for women. And my my program won something because I was so on, right on, to tell women to become their own good parent and choose that nobody makes you feel anything. You are a powerful woman of strength. You are not a strong woman. You are a woman of strength. And you're not smart, you're wise. And that's what you get with age. Not to worry about the numbers. The chronological age is going to happen anyway. It's just the way you think. And then what you do is hopefully learn today, as I will tell you, that life is about grieving, not what happened, but what didn't happen. So that's why don't cover garlic with chocolate, but you have to feel the feelings. You can't heal what you don't feel. So you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, but don't camp there. Don't get stuck in there. If you're stuck, you're constipated. And when you're constipated, you concentrate on a movement. So I like the idea, if you feel depressed, just remember the opposite of depression is expression. Share it, get it out. What comes out of your body doesn't make you ill. What stays in there does. So if you have a secret, find a way for women to get together and, uh, and to be good, compassionate listeners. Today's episode wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. So let's take a pause to quickly talk about one of them today, which is Mama Bar. Mama Bar, sadly, as I talk about this, I just ate my last bar of the whole box, which good news at the end here, we've got a coupon code. I can even use it myself and restock. But what is Mama Bar? Mama Bar is on a mission to support expectant and new moms through purposeful nutrition. Mama Bar was founded by two moms out of Seattle, Washington, one a licensed medical health counselor and certified nutritionist specializing in pregnancy and postpartum health, and the other a working mom and advocate for women's health. Both with young children and personal experiences through pregnancy and motherhood inspired them to create Mama Bar. I love Mama Bar because right now I am in a stage where I am nursing and I need that nutrition in a way that I can have it in one hand and unwrap it with my teeth, which I do pretty much all the time. That's basically a descriptor of my life right now. 
And Mama Bar contains real food ingredients, mostly organic, no artificial ingredients, no vegetable oils, and they're sweetened with organic honey. And these ingredients were chosen thoughtfully to help support optimal milk supply, nuts, oats, flax seeds, dates, and cocoa. It contains pea protein, which is hypoallergenic plant-based protein. It's gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, and GMO-free. And they are very, very delicious. I would never sue you wrong. It's like basically getting to eat a brownie for fun and for nutritious reasons, I guess, too. With the convenience of having a one-handed, on-the-go nutritional bar, with the taste texture being so yummy, it also comes with that convenience, that easy to eat one-handed while nursing or on the go. It is incredibly, incredibly useful in your life or somebody that you know who is expectant or a new mom. If you're looking for a tangible way to show up for your friend or family member, this is it. I'm telling you right now. Even recently, I was packing together a little care gift for my friend who is in the hospital right now with her babies, and I put in some mama bars just for her. And I know that that actually meant a lot to her. She said so. And this is a risk-free purchase. Mama Bar will provide a full refund if you aren't satisfied with your purchase. And right now you can go to www.mamabar.com and enter code papaya at checkout for 20% off your entire order. That's www.mamabar.com and enter code papaya at checkout. And you're going to get 20% off your entire order. And our final pause to talk about one of today's sponsors, Vega. Easily add protein and nutrition to your daily routine with Vega, the number one plant-based protein powder brand. Vega products provide convenience without compromise. You can move through your day with the plant-based nutrition your body needs on the go. And everything made at Vega is vegan certified, non-GMO, project verified, gluten-free, and free of artificial flavors and preservatives. I've been taking Vega for years. Right now, I've been implementing it once again into my nutrition because it's been really great to have something on the go and also up my game as I start to get into fitness again. And if you're looking to upgrade your daily smoothie or level up your afternoon snack, Vega has you covered from protein powders to bars made with real plant-based ingredients. You can learn more about this at myvega.ca slash nutrition, or for our American listeners, visit myvega.com slash nutrition. And if you're looking for delicious options with nutrients to help support your immune system, Vega has you covered with Vega One and Vega Proteins and Greens. Delicious protein powders packed with vitamins and minerals made with real plant-based ingredients. You can learn more about these at myvega.ca slash immunity, or once again, for our American listeners, myvega.com slash immunity. And finally, if you're looking to dial in your nutrition at every stage of your training, the Vega Sport line is made with real plant-based ingredients and offers products for pre, mid, and post-workout. You can dial into your personal best with Vega Sport. Learn more about this at myvega.ca slash sport or for our U.S. followers and listeners, it's myvega.com slash sport. Now let's get back to the show. One of my favorite quotes that I love to live by is once a secret is told, it loses its power. And I've kind of lived by that for, for a few years now, because I was somebody who lived in a lot of shame and lived in a lot of, you know, feeling like I couldn't do all the things that I wanted to do because of X, Y, Z reasons that I told myself. 
And that's when you say that it makes so much sense from the other way. I never even thought about what the opposite of depression was or any of that. And the fact is, we talk about pain. A lot of us work in a way that we want to avoid it. We want to just make life to be something beautiful that doesn't have pain in it. But pain doesn't mean that life can't be beautiful. And pain is temporary for, you know, I just gave birth. So I feel like I'm a little bit in the birth mindset where, you know, when you're, when you're literally delivering a child, it's the worst pain I've ever experienced. And yet what gets you through is knowing that this is temporary. And on the other side of this is something beautiful. And, but it's still, I think for so many people to hear you as a Holocaust survivor, sit and talk in, you know, creating hope and purpose with life. And the fact that you don't sit in bitterness and anger and, in you know, being a victim and instead teach love, teach, you know, healing, teach parenting yourself, which is not something that a lot of us have been taught to do. What does parenting yourself look like? Well, it starts with you. If you don't love you, why should I? It starts from my neighbor as thyself. That's very, very true. And some people are not very good at to themselves. They say, yes, but I'm this, I'm fat, I am pimply, rather than I'm beautiful, I'm one of a kind. I uh, pay attention what you're paying attention to. It's very, very important uh, to start with you because life is beautiful. It's beautiful because life is given to us. It's what we do with it. Everything is an opportunity. I learned in Auschwitz to pray for the guards because they were the ones who were the prisoners. How could I do that, such a thing? I think I was able to recognize that God doesn't give us anything that we are not really maybe called upon to practice. Whatever you practice, you become better at it. And so I was able to recognize that if you were just for the me, you never made it, that we had to transcend and move beyond just the me and form a human family, which I am doing now, to how to unite, how to empower each other, and that I can be I and you can be you. I am also talking about the time when I was marching with Martin Luther King in 1963. What? Yes. Yes. Wow. And singing with the mamas and the papas. You were somewhere, somewhere waiting to be born when I was already in America, learning how to speak English and learning how to lie and ask the university to accept me on probation. I never finished high school, you know, and uh, graduated with honors, uh, cum laude. So I think it's very important to think about your thinking, pay attention what you're paying attention to, and uh, whatever you're paying attention to, you reinforce that behavior. And so get rid of two words, guilt and worry. Guilt and worry. 
We got to get rid of them. It is a past-oriented word and a problem-oriented word. I could have done it. I should have done it. Why didn't I do that? And worry is, what if this happens? The mothers worry a lot, and they think that this concern, it's not. It's neurotic. It's neurotic. It's the most neurotic thing you can do is worry. And you may come through what you fear, and then you say, oh, I knew it all along. Yeah? And that's what happens. All the negative self-fulfilling prophecy. You're 93, and you just wrote a book. How, at 93, you're not even slowing down. You're still spreading this message. Now, your new book is called The Gift, 12 Lessons to Save Your Life. How long did it take for you to write this book? I think um, this book came because many people read my first book and they told me that they would like something practical. And that's what the gift is. You You read a chapter and then some things that you can practice yourself. So you can say, instead of... Instead of always or never, you say up till now I did this and now I'm going to do something else. It's kind of shifting gears in a car and then you release the clutch. Anything you let go of has to be replaced with something else. So that's why my name is, my name is not a shrink. My name is stretch. I stretch your comfort zone. I give you more choices. Because the more choices you have, the less you're going to feel like a victim. I was victimized, but it's not, I'm not a victim. It's not, it's not who I am. It's what was done to you. That is very, very important. Because when a woman comes and tells me that she was sexually, unfortunately, uh, touched, and she said, I don't know how to tell you. Edie, because you were in Auschwitz. And my answer is, you were maybe more in Auschwitz than I was because I knew the enemy. So don't try to compare. And this happens a lot. We do this. We have pain Olympics where people compare their pain. And even listening to you, there is like that little bit of a, how could I possibly feel, you know, hardship over things that have happened in my life when you Auschwitz, like how do we not minimize our own pain and stop comparing with each other instead? And should we empathize with each other or how should we kind of, you know, navigate that? That You navigate that by becoming a compassionate listener and you use words like, tell me more because love is time. Love is time. Everybody is in a hurry in America. Everybody is in a hurry all the time. Just to slow down. Because love is T-I-M-E, a four-letter word. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and I don't think that we coped very well. I, I don't think we coped very well. And I think that, do you think that this book will help people kind of navigate our way out of this? I think you go through the valley of the shadow of that, but don't get stuck in there because you cannot be a victim without a victimizer. So that's very important that every behavior satisfies a need. When someone comes to me 
and they tell me I'm depressed. And I ask, what's good about being depressed? And I hear nothing. And then I say, could it be when you're depressed, you can get by with less? Every behavior has secondary gains. Well, I'm just depressed, you know. Okay, so the opposite of depression is expression. And to be able to recognize that grief is not a clinical depression, is when you expect something and it's not happening, and this is happening now. And people need to question authority rather than blindly ever adhere to authority because Plato said that you have to think of a lie and it has to be a big one. And then you repeat it, repeat it until people believe it. I want to question authority and never blindly to adhere to authority. So our biggest enemy is denial. And how do we find hope in a time like this? For those who are really listening and and struggling with hope, you said hope is an investment in curiosity. Hope can be a hard thing for people to cling to when life kind of feels like it's falling apart. Talk on hope a little bit for me. I, I was always very curious as a child. And I had a ballet master. And he said to me, all the ecstasy comes from inside out in life. But I had no idea what that word meant. And when I was in Auschwitz, and when I was so hungry, and when I saw nothing but the gas chamber outside, I knew that word ecstasy that comes from the inside out, that no one makes me happy. I make me happy. So you see, happy is such a general word. I like to be useful. I don't ask people, how can I help you? I'm not Humpty Dumpty. I'm not going to put you back together. I want to be useful to you that I can hopefully give you so much and so many skills that you fire me. You don't need me anymore. Because that's what I am so in love with young people, because they are the future ambassadors for peace and goodwill. That's who you are, right? You're so beautiful. Now you have four children with different personalities, very different, and you guide them to be themselves rather than the way maybe your child is a, a turtle. And you are a rabbit. And then you push the kid to do things faster. Don't do that. You meet the child where they are and keep their feelings company. And that's what sometimes mothers do. Um, you know, the word raising adults, you know, you're not yeast. You don't raise children. That's a terrible word. I don't know who came up with that. Each child comes to you and... Your children are your teachers. I always found it fascinating that when we talk about parenting, we talk about them and raising them and and readying them for the world. But essentially what we're doing is we're teaching them how to be independent from us. We're teaching them to grow away from us, not to lean into us more. My oldest now is 15. So I have an infant and I've got teenagers. And that's been 
My biggest thing, I actually watch the Disney movie Finding Nemo like once a year because it reminds me of that letting go process. It's the letting go that teaches them. It's the helping them understand themselves that really helps them to grow in their own confidence. But it feels very different from what parents often instinctively often feel, which is just protect and hold them close when the actual part of parenting that's the most important is teaching them to be away from you, teaching them, you know, like you said, self-parent. That's right. And my definition of love is the ability to let go. And you're 93, so we should listen to you. you you've pretty much lived and you've got how many grandbabies? You've got them all. I have three children, five grandchildren, and seven great-grandsons. That's my revenge. Oh, sons. That's my revenge. Wow. I say that. And you know what? This was my Christmas card. And the heart. I have two. Look at them. I have two beautiful, beautiful twins. And they're going to be a year old in April. So I'm very happy that my book is on their living room table. And so I encourage everyone, everyone to acknowledge that we have a story, but we don't have to be the story. I just appreciate your wisdom and everything that you've kind of, I mean, you've lived a life. You you have so much and yet you sit here with such a smile on your face and just a love for young people. And obviously knowing that you're leaving such a legacy and it's going to sit on our coffee tables and it's going to be passed down from generation to generation with your book, The Gift. So thank you so, so much for sharing with us. Thank you for sitting and continuing to share. At 93, I would have thought that I'd be having my feet kicked up in Boca Raton, but the fact that you are here speaking and sharing with us today means the absolute world. So thank you so, so much. I thank you for being such a brilliant interviewer while you are uh, wearing so many hats. And I love the idea for you to talk to someone I'm going to call a Renaissance woman like you, wearing so many hats. And uh, I am I'm hoping that you have help and I hope you have time to sleep that you can have a better life. Thank you. I, I definitely have some amazing supports. I was a single mom for a while, so I appreciate supports more than ever. I have an amazing husband. I have my mom who is here right now with a, with a newborn, and she is so happy to be doing it. So thank you. I, I'm Yeah, I can't say enough good things about you, and I'm really, really excited for your book. I think it's going to truly transform so many of us. So thank you again for your time and for everyone listening. I'm going to have in the show notes where you can buy the gift, 12 Lessons to Save Your Life. Thank you so much. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.